0: Welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts.
1: And I'm James Anderson, your other host. On this uh, podcast, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time.
0: James, speaking of time, it's been a minute, Mm -hmm. well, really many minutes, since we've been in a movie on this show. You know, it's true. And it feels, honestly, so good to be back here. And I can't wait to have just this one little scene from a movie and immediately go back to TV for a bit. So <laughs> let's talk about 1936,
1: Yes, which is
0: found in Captain America, Winter Soldier, starting at an hour and 32 minutes and 28 seconds. And you're going to stop the scene at an hour, 33 minutes and 17 seconds. Now... I'm going to give a little bit of context here. There's a little overlap. You know, sometimes movies or TV shows, they do that thing where they they stay on one scene, but there's dialogue from the scene that you're about to enter into, right? So just so we're not starting in the middle of a sentence and then literally like five years from today of this episode airing, like we'll actually get to the rest, the the first two sentences of it. I don't want to do that. So let me give you the context. Right before we see the flashback, we do have Cap just looking out over across a bridge, just sort of disassociating from the rest of the world. Uh, And you hear Bucky saying, we looked for you after. My folks wanted to give you a ride to the cemetery. And then now we're at the actual timestamp and we see a younger and weaker Steve Rogers climbing some steps with a 100% meat version of Bucky walking behind him. I know. I'm sorry. I just kind of wanted to be alone. How was it? It was okay. She's next to dad. I was going to ask. Rogers cuts him off saying that he knows what Bucky is going to say. But Bucky still offers to put him up. We can put the couch cushions together on the floor like we did when we were kids. He teases him a bit about how it will be fun. And, you know, all he'll have to do is take out the trash and maybe shine his shoes. Rogers then can't find his key. You know, he's doing that classic, I'm patting my pockets to find my keys. Bucky then kicks a stone that is wildly out of place on the balcony of an apartment building uh, (laughs) to find a spare key, and he hands it over. Roger says, thank you, but he can get by on his own. Bucky says, the thing is, you don't have to. I'm with you to the end of the line, pal. Roger sighs, and that's the scene. And, you know, I, I was thinking, okay... What kind of stuff could I research here? There's really not a lot. Like, you can't really research like people getting buried next to people that they already know, right. like, you know, their you know, significant others, or whatever. It's like, because that feels like a weird thing to talk about on this show. It doesn't really seem relevant. Sure. And I was like, uh, well, I guess it's going to be a short episode. James, I immediately am interrupting myself because I was wrong. I was so okay. wrong. This is the first time we've met these two characters. And it's uh-huh. weird because you think in a way, surely it's not because in your head, you're thinking, surely we hit Captain America before we hit Captain America Winter Soldier. But you're wrong on that. You're yep. wrong. If you thought that, you're wrong. Yeah. Um, Get out. Now, it's for one scene only. Right. But you're still wrong. So let's talk a little bit about one Stephen Rogers. Sure. Um. Uh, let me. I'm gonna. I think normally what we do is we do the Avengers ensemble, or this is all Avengers ensemble. But we usually do the who plays them first. Sure. But I'm I'm gonna change it up a little bit since we normally do one before the other. Yeah. I just mentioned that people think that the yeah. other movie comes before oh. this. I'm flipping the order. I love
1: it. I love it.
0: So uh, Steve Rogers, who eventually becomes Captain Steven Steve Rogers, or well, another name that we'll come to when that happens, um, but Steve Rogers, uh, you know, he is pretty kind of sickly kid, right? Uh, he was born on July fourth, nineteen twenty-two, to some uh, Irish immigrant parents, Sarah wait, and Joseph wait, wait. Rogers.
1: What what year did you say? Nineteen
0: twenty-two. Where did you get that? Uh, sorry, I, I, I should be specific. This is what the comics oh, okay, has cool. him listed as. Sorry, because uh, usually when we do, when I do my introduction of, of who they are, right, right, right. it's always based on the comic books because we right. already, quote unquote, we already know them in the right. MCU. Cause that, that, that's um, because that's between it's him not being 14
1: same. and him being 18, which is hilarious.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's different in the movies. Right. Because uh, he's born in...
1: 1918.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say he's. I was gonna say I thought it was like 1920 or something like that in the movies, but yeah, 1918 in the movies. So July 4th, 1922, to some poor Irish immigrants, uh, Sarah and Joseph Rogers. He, of course, grows up during the Great Depression in New York City, New York. Uh, not a lot is actually known about Rogers' early life, at least in the comics, and I don't really think in the movies either. I think this is truly. Well, this is a dumb statement. I was going to say in the movies, we never see him younger. It's like, of course we haven't because we're introducing him right now. (laughs) Um, Sometimes you think like you start to say something without really thinking about it. Right. Uh, But that's the thing. Right. It's like it's there's not a lot necessarily to see. Uh, It's just that, you know, he had a strong sense of duty, honor and humility, which was instilled in him by his parents. um, A little bit due to the Irish Catholic upbringing. Uh, Then his father died when he was a child. And uh, then, of course, here in this time period, his mother dies of pneumonia. Um, He went to school in the Lower East Side uh, neighborhood. And, you know, he's met a whole bunch of other people. But I I don't want to get too into it because really this is the little bit that we do know of him just as Steve Rogers. And he eventually goes on to Washington, D.C. and meets some other folks. Uh, Again, in the comics, it happens in a different city. but. Still, right. there's a lot of interesting things here. I feel like I'm stumbling, but it's just like it's no. it's hard to, like, introduce someone and say there's more that you're going to know about them, but I don't want to reveal it too early. Right. right. Also, if you've yeah. been watching the movies, you do you do know what's going to happen. But,
1: you know. One thing that hadn't occurred to me before is that in the movies, Bucky is older.
0: He's, yes. He's and that's March, also very weird.
1: And he's a child.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's Giants. also... Really well, here's the other thing. It's really weird though, right? Because that's also a bit of inconsistency, right? In the comics, right? Yeah, so let's introduce the other character, yep. James Buchanan Barnes. Uh, Buchanan being where Bucky will essentially mm-hmm. come from, mm-hmm. but James Bucky Barnes is an American soldier who then blah 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 blah. blah. This is the part yep. that we're not going to get to because yep. it's coming up later. Okay, so here's his early life in the comics. James Buchanan, Bucky Barnes, was born in 1925. So he's right. only three years younger right. than Cap. Uh, and that's actually like the very original version of these comics. Uh, this makes sense, right? Because he's not actually a kid in the original uh, stories that we have. He's always this, you know, uh, guy who has a couple ranks below him in like, within the actual, like, ranking of, of uh, the, the military and kind of follows him around and, you know, tries to cover for him and all this other stuff. Like, you know, he's either involved in just sort of being like, a, I'll make sure they don't know to go looking for you or I'm going with you into the field, you know, and then he, eventually it changes and he becomes an actual kid and it's strange.
1: Well, he, he, uh, when we first meet him, um, I actually, I'm referencing, uh, I want to uh, shout out our, uh, I guess that sort of uh, spiritually connected show, uh, the Marvel Events Timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, in episode number five, they talked about how, they talked about like the first couple issues of, of Captain America comics. And uh, Steve Rogers is a private for the entire time, like in the forties, he mm-hmm. doesn't ever get to be. Like, he's Captain America, but he's Private Steve Rogers. And right. Bucky is the mascot of the camp. He's the mascot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's very weird, right? Like, yeah, there's a lot of random stuff in here. So uh, let me get through just a little bit because yeah. I'm not going to go through a crazy amount of it. Um, but so I'm going to read almost word for word part of this section here. Um, in 1935, so when he was 10, he tragically lost both of his parents early in his life. Uh, Winifred Barnes uh, died when he was a child, literally of no reasoning, they just say she died. And then his father, George Barnes, died in an accident while in basic training at Camp Lehigh. Mm -hmm. Um, So he was separated from his younger sister, Rebecca, who I believe they mention in the movie.
1: Becky Barnes?
0: Oh my God, I never thought about that. But yeah, (laughs) Becky Barnes. Um, And they mention her, I believe, in Cap 1, and then we never hear about her ever again. and she was sent to a boarding school while he you know, persuaded officials into letting him remain at Camp Lehigh as a ward of the state due yeah. to sharing his father's love of the armed forces. So <laughs> just like you said, he was eventually considered the camp mascot, which I think is really funny that you were like mentioning it because I was like, oh, in two sentences, I'm going to say one yeah. of the craziest things I've ever said out loud. And then you were like, hey, I know this information. I'm like, wow, the- that's crazy that like it's that known
1: the concept of the ward of the state is must, is just such a boon for comic book writers where it's like, they can't all be grown men. They also have to be some of them teen boys. Cause that's who we're selling to. How can well, we get that? It's also interesting. Of
0: the <laughs> it's also interesting because like, I feel like this is a time period, both in comics and in real life where for some weird reason, the word ward was like really popular. Yeah. Right, like yeah. I have not heard once in recent years of someone saying, and this is my ward, right? Right, the only time you ever hear about it is Bucky Barnes and freaking D- uh, I to say Dick Tracy, Dick Grayson, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like you know, it's, it's so bizarre, yeah, that people were like, we've got to have this kind of mentality, and I'm sure that this was also a little bit of like, hey. Robin was successful. What if we also had a mascot for Captain America, and his like, f- like his basic training camp, like zone. I'm not zone, but you know what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah. the literal camp itself. Like, he's just uh, gonna be a mascot, which is a bizarre thing to say out loud. That's usually that's an animal, real, but that's okay. <laughs> really, like that's a realistic thing. Like, sure, we'll <laughs> just do that and we'll just accept that as fact. And then during World War II, Barnes set up a profitable en- endeavor providing soldiers with various non-requisition supplies in 1940, which like to me is like very weird. He's like I'm a mascot also, I'm a smuggler. And it's like yeah. everyone's like, "Oh, that scamp." Um so then after his training with huh. military combat instructors, Barnes met and befriended Steve Rogers. So now in the comics they are meeting as Soldiers, not right. as childhood friends. Right. Um, and he had just recently become the U.S. government operative. Oh, never mind. Can't reveal that yet. He was assigned to accompany Rogers, but was initially unaware of the true nature of his work. This is the this is the best part. I remember reading this one. He uh, one night Barnes happened into Rogers' tent just as he was changing to his masked identity. Yo. Sworn to secrecy, Barnes joined Captain America mm-hmm. on his first mission against the Red Skull, freeing many prisoners. So for several months afterwards, Barnes underwent an intensive training program under Captain America's tutelage. When he finished, Barnes received his own costumed identity as Bucky and was designated as a counterexample to Hitler Youth, which, I mean, Mm. again, like once again, another mascot, basically just a different type. Well, I mean, what is
1: Cap honestly, though?
0: Well, that's true. He well, he's a mascot for you know nationalism, uh, but then again, we we've talked about this I think maybe off air, but it is interesting to watch as like you start to realize that he actually starts representing more of the actual nation versus mm. what the government wants. Right. You know? Right. Uh, but that's a whole bag of beans. What for some other day? I'm not sure what that means, but that's just going to be what I say. That's um,
1: the catchphrase that lasts.
0: Yeah, if that and if that's the one say, that follows me,
1: that's a whole bag I'm of beans. beans.
0: <laughs> anyway, I feel like I'm just like a little loopy a little bit. I feel like I'm not really doing. You're, a hey, you job.
1: are doing great. Okay, and you're looking good doing it. So. Thank you, I
0: appreciate that. Um, so anyway, so that's that's about as far as we're gonna go because there's some other stuff that happens to Bucky with Bucky, and we're just not there in the movies. So yeah, there's I, all that. They yeah
1: the the only thing that that i really like that they did sort of retconny and we won't get into the ramifications of this but the idea that the image of bucky as like hey let's go i'm i'm your crime fighting buddy i'm a mascot whatever was all propaganda mm-hmm. and that he was actually more of a ruthless and older person
0: yeah it's it's very interesting because like again in in later comics they will like not in the 1940s they right. will make him way younger, yeah, for a moment, so that he could yeah. be an actual sidekick, right? But then they also make him again. They retcon him as an adult again later, so that yeah. they can create the other character that he essentially then becomes. Right. It's a whole mess of you know timeline type situations, and that's the yeah. one reason why I'm glad we're doing the MCU, yeah, and not the comics. Um, so, in so the that MCU, being said, yeah, Diesel. I was say, James, <laughs> let's do let's do a little bit of a. Who's Who, a little bit of uh, the other side of the Avengers ensemble with James.
1: Hey, before we do that real quick, let's do a Why That Year and Why That Date. Okay. Why That Year? This is set on October 18th, 1936. Uh, because the MCU wiki references a promotional S.H.I.E.L.D. file for the movie The Avengers, uh, or if you're in England, Avengers on- Assemble, um, that says that Sarah Rogers died on October 15th, 1936. So this is set as a couple days after that, after she
0: died. Okay. I was just going to say, do they give a reason why it was exactly three days and not like four I mean, or five this is, six?
1: As we're going to see... Um, with some of the things that I've done, it's sort of like, maybe that was the, the next Monday or something. Let's see. Uh, mm. October 18th, 1936 was a Sunday. So maybe that was when you could get the church service or whatever. Like
0: makes sense, I guess.
1: Like you're not going to, you're not going to bury her the day that she dies. Oh, so. no,
0: for sure. I, yeah, yeah definitely not. Yeah.
1: Um, but that kind of that kind of fudging is uh, is for sure something that that I've done and that you'll see me do in the future uh, too, or maybe you've seen me do it in the past. Uh, time is weird. All right, so we are talking about. Uh, let, all right, so that said, let's do Avengers Ensemble. Avengers
0: Ensemble. All
1: right, so we are talking about Captain America: The Winter Soldier, or as I call it, Captain America Two. It's the second mm-hmm. Captain America movie. That's the what I third call it too. film. Yeah, they, I call it two. Two. Um, it is the third film of phase two. Uh, and it came out on uh March 26th, 2014. So where I am, it's it's March 23rd, 2022. So it's coming up on eight years since this movie came out. Wow. Yeah. Uh it was directed by Joe Russo and anthony russo and i have separate credits for them because they aren't always the same but i also have together credits in a little bit so joe russo also directed the agent carter episode bridge and tunnel uh 20 episodes of community that anthony russo didn't direct so they directed a lot of episodes of community together but joe russo directed 20 episodes of community that anthony didn't direct including advanced dungeons and dragons which is one of my favorite uh episodes Mm. of community Uh, He directed three episodes of Happy Endings and three episodes of Arrested Development. Um, Anthony Russo directed 13 episodes of Community. I think those were all with his brother. Uh, Three episodes of Happy Endings and nine episodes of Arrested Development. And then as a partnership, they directed this, Captain America Civil War, Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame. They directed the pilots for Happy Endings, Community, and Arrested Development. And they directed Tom Holland in the movie Cherry. Cherry. Uh, they were the first directors hired to direct three MCU films and the only ones to direct four MCU films. Again, we are recording this on March 23rd, 2022, and that has already changed, but the movie hasn't been released yet. So, all right. So, uh, those are the Russo brothers. We're going to be talking more about them just a whole bunch later, because as I said, they've directed a whole bunch of stuff. Um, the movie was written by two people that we've uh, talked about before, Stephen McFeely and Christopher Marcus. Uh, they created, uh, um, agent Carter, or I guess Christopher Marcus created agent Carter. Uh, they wrote now is not the end. They wrote screenplays for three of the Narnia movies. Uh, they wrote captain America one, two, and three Thor Two, Avengers infinity war and Avengers Endgame. Wow. And we've talked about them because we've talked about Thor two already. So those are the writers and directors, Uh, let's get into some actors. There's just two of them. Uh, one is a person playing a character named Steve Rogers, and he is an actor named, Hmm. I'm looking, uh, Christopher Evans, I think is, uh, is Hmm. what that name is.
0: His Christian name?
1: Yeah. Christian Evans. Um, so.
0: (laughs) Well, hey, actually, do we know for sure if it's Christopher or Christian?
1: If, if, if it's Christopher, I will buy you a piece of gum next time I see you. Christopher Robert Evans, damn. That means you owe me fifty dollars. All right. No, no, so I didn't. I
0: didn't actually necessarily. Agree you didn't. To
1: that. Uh, you didn't hear the secret part of the bet. All right. So Chris Evans, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris Evans was in Knives Out. He was in Snowpiercer. He was in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. He was in Fantastic Four. He was in Fantastic Four Two. Which is hilarious, but it's actually called Fantastic Four, The Rise of the Silver Surfer, and he played Casey Jones in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and he was in Not Another Teen Movie as Freddie Prince Jr., basically. Yeah. Colin's gonna figure out which t- TMNT it was.
0: Oh, okay, that makes more sense. I was like... I somehow did not know that he was that Casey Jones, but I was like, that doesn't make any sense.
1: Well, he wasn't that Shh. Casey Jones. He wasn't the
0: you know no, no. You He was know the what Casey Krump Jones is. in the 2007 TMT Yeah Cause I was like No James the last Casey I was, I was thinking of uh, Stephen Amell okay. Cause Stephen Amell was Casey Jones In the the monstrosity Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies Right Those yeah. were rough on multiple different levels But I forgot that the 2007 one Also had Casey Jones in it Yeah
1: Which was animated Yeah Right, right.
0: Interesting that he was that. Okay, huh. Yeah. Cool.
1: And then uh, playing James Buchanan, Bucky Barnes, uh, brother of Becky Barnes, um, is a guy named Sebastian Stan. We Stan and he Stan. Um, I stand corrected. He was in seven episodes of Once Upon a Time. I believe he was a Mad Hatter situation. Uh, he was in the uh, Shirley Jackson adaptation of the, the adaptation of the Shirley Jackson book uh, "We've Always Lived in the Castle." He was in "The Martian." He was in "Black Swan." He was in 11, episode of, eleven episodes of "Gossip Girl," and he was in the first "Hot Tub Time Machine" movie.
0: Apparently, what was he in that movie?
1: I don't. I saw that movie in the theater the one time. I loved it, and then never ever once. watched it again. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah,
0: I did the same thing. I watched it in Austin Antoine's basement because we got it from Redbox Hello, for Austin like a dollar. Yeah, yeah sorry. I, I occasionally will name drop some people. I apologize. I shouldn't necessarily do it like that. I know that my whole aspect has always been we should say my friend or our friend or whatever. Right. Uh, Until they yeah. come on the show. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess. But still, you know, the idea, though, is that a friend of mine growing up, Austin Antoine, was... Uh, We used to like occasionally, especially during the summers of like, you know, back when you're like a poor teenage kid who's Mm -hmm. got like 10 bucks to their name. So you go to McDonald's to do like a McDouble for like a dollar and some coins that you, you know, fish out of the seat cushions. And then like one person's like, I'll spend the dollar tonight for Redbox. And then you get like a DVD and you watch it, you know, and you're like, this is, this is the height of luxury. This we're living Mm -hmm. good right now, you know? Mm -hmm. Anyway, I remember not sure. um, I that scrounging relevant.
1: for quarters underneath the soda machine at Walmart because we had no money, but we wanted a soda to split between the four of us. And uh, that was when my friend Christian stole the uh, Notorious B.I.G. album Life After Death, which was a double album, which uh, if you're going to steal a CD, steal a double album.
0: Now, I ain't going to lie to you. The bull is done and messed up. They went off on a tangent and just derailed the entire show. Let's get back on track, shall we? Tangents.
1: Uh, that's it. <laughs> so, okay, hot Tub Time Machine. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he was in that. And, I mean, I think it's been long enough. I think that was 2008. It's been 14 years. Yeah. Uh, I might give it another try. Um, Maybe. I liked it. I liked it a lot back then, too. Crispin Glover was in that, too, I think, wasn't he? Um, was he? I, they did a big Back to the Future thing. They got a bunch of people. I think Crispin Glover was in it. Um. Anyways
0: uh he was in it. yeah Wow I that's all that I have, James. Yeah
1: hey that, that's all I have. why don't I take us out with some uh with some social some social media? yeah do a patreon a patreon sure uh, joint uh, okay. all right, so uh that's gonna do it for this episode of some two some two boys bonding over sleepovers of the past and also whatever happened in this movie. <laughs> just joking i'm talking about them the people in the movie um we uh before we get out of here i want to tell you about uh our patreon patreon.com slash the scavengers network you go there for it for a minimum of two dollars a month you can sign up and get access to all of the scavengers bonus content uh that includes a special bonus episodes you can't hear anywhere else outtakes written stuff video stuff I'm putting the finishing touches on something that probably I would imagine would be out um, when you're hearing this about uh, gag reels on Marvel movies Um, and uh, I have Agent Carter season 1 and 2 that I have on Blu-ray has gag reels on it so I'm going to watch those and I think then uh, and then publish Um, I might look at the Spider-Men Spiders Men Um, I think they have and I know No Way Home has it I I didn't watch it when you sent it to me for this project Anyways, um, so you can find all sorts of stuff that a whole bunch of us do, um, and well, you know that's going to be true going forward too. So sign up now for the Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/TheScavengersNetwork, um, and when you sign up, uh, click on the box that says Timeline Scavengers among the shows you listen to because you listen to us, and uh, if you don't click it, it's entrapment. So that is going to <laughs> do it for um, that's gonna do it for us for today. Um, Colin I am so excited We have uh, just been Having a blast hitting through these 1930s episodes um, That's going to do it for us as I've said As always I am James Anderson
0: And I'm Colin Parker
1: Excelsior Excelsior
0: Our PodCube devices are able to record audio from any time or place, in space, or time, or place. And this is what they're picking up. I hate flowers. flowers! I feel like a poop seller! I feel like I'm selling poop! There's a whole baby Mark Zuckerberg in here. Is it real? I don't think so, but it's wet and it doesn't smell good. Did you smell the mouth? No, I didn't smell- Hi, welcome to Circuit City. Can I help you find anything Now, today? politely, just shut up. I'm going to take this iPod, dip it in some sauce. Ooh, hard to eat. Bet you'd be harder to eat without all the sauce on Search PodCube in your podcast
1: app or go to poweredbypodcube.com. PodCube. The future
0: is yesterday. The Scavengers Network.